2: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Daily Mix Show presents the most popular radio game on this side of the speaker. Let's play Beat Mix. Beat
0: Mix.
3: ready to beat migs i know logan from puyallup is logan are you there i am here i'm sarah your host and it's time for you to get out of here steve all right bye-bye for those playing at home logan has 60 seconds to answer 10 questions you can pass all you want but you will only get three guesses per question are you ready let's go with the number being in the 20s how many grand slam singles titles did serena williams win across her career
4: uh, 21, 22,
3: 23. 23, yes. The Chiefs defeated what team last year to win the Super Bowl?
4: Uh, the Giants? No. Correct, who was it? Pat.
3: What country is the largest oil producer in the world? Uh, shoot, Russia? No. Uh, Pat. What band had the 90s hit song Iris? Google dolls. Yes. What kind of peas do people in the South often eat for good luck on New Year's Eve?
4: Uh, Snap peas? No. Trick Green? No. Trick Pass. I don't know.
3: Tom Hanks plays Chuck Nolan in what early 2000s movie? Pass. (laughs) Bjorn Borg is famous for playing what sport? Soccer? No. Football? No. Golf? No. What do you mix with rum to make a dark and stormy cocktail?
2: Uh Coke? No. Aww.
3: <laughs> Logan.
2: Those were hard. Those are very hard. You correct. What are those questions?
3: They were hard, really? Uh, yeah. Okay, do you think Steve's gonna get more or less? No. How many did Logan get again?
5: Oh two. Yeah, yeah. Logan. I don't know, man. I always root for
3: the underdog, though. I don't know. We'll we'll see how hard they are, because I kind of feel like Steve might do pretty well. And I'm never on Steve's side, so.
1: Welcome to the dark side, Sarah. (sighs) Oh,
3: gosh. Are you ready? Yes! With the number being in the 20s, how many Grand Slam singles titles did Serena Williams win across her career? 21. No. 20. No. 24. Ooh, no. 23? Yes. The Chiefs (laughs) defeated what team last year to win the Super Bowl?
1: the Philadelphia Eagles.
3: Yes. What country is the largest oil producer in the world?
1: What country? Um Iran? No. Iraq. No. Canada.
3: No. What band had the 90s hit song Iris?
1: Oh. Don't want the words to see me. Don't know. You don't need to say it. Words to the song. Google off.
3: Correct. What kind of peas do people in the South often eat for good luck on New Year's Eve?
1: What kind of peas? Yes. Chick? No. Green? No. Big?
3: No. Oh Tom God. Hanks plays Chuck Nolan in what early 2000s movie? Who? Tom Hanks.
1: Chuck, no. Uh, Forrest Gump. No. Um, Philadelphia. No. Um, big.
3: No. Bjorn Borg is famous for playing what? Yes. What do you mix with rum to make a dark and stormy cocktail?
1: Chocolate milk.
3: What? No. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe these were hard. <laughs> But, Steve, you got three correct, which, Ooh. unfortunately, is a win. Three to two. Yeah! Dominant performance. No, do not. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: baby. Da-da-da. I'm the best. Oh, no. I'm the
2: best. Da-da-da.
3: Wow, Danny, I guess you were right. Because
5: that uh. the fire in Steve's eyes, he's so pleased with his performance. Well, I
1: thought I lost. So, with that performance, I was like, man. And so, finding out I won.
3: Honestly, I, I don't really like ties, but I wish you guys both have tied because neither no, of you man. deserved that win.
1: I'm the best.
3: You eventually got 23 was the, the number that Serena Williams got. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. That is. Um, what country is the largest oil producer in the world? This surprised me. Well, it's not the Netherlands, is it? No. Oh. Danny, Daddy,
1: have any idea? Nope.
3: We're in it right now.
1: America? United
3: States of America.
1: I was going to guess that just to be a goober, and I didn't.
3: (laughs) You didn't. You guessed Canada instead. I did. Uh, What kind of peas do people in the South often eat for good luck? Uh, Black-eyed peas, right? Black-eyed peas. Come on, baby. Yep. Tom Hanks plays Chuck Noland in, what, 2000s movie? I don't know. Did you say 2000s movie? Mm -hmm. Early 2000s. Joe
1: versus the Volcano. Castaway. Oh, it.
3: dang it. Wilson. Yes. Uh, and what do you mix with rum to make a dark and stormy cocktail? Ginger G- beer. Ginger beer. Just rum and ginger beer? Yes, ma'am. It's like is a it Moscow gunk? mule, but with rum, it's fabulous. Yeah, yeah and it's dark like, rum or? Yeah, like, like, like,
1: dark like, rum. dark oh, okay. rum. That's what's dark and stormy.
3: Go, oh,
2: Good. The Daily Mix, the Daily mix. Show. Show, show.
5: This is the rock of Seattle KISW. Stone Cold Steve Austin Attempted one of those cold plunges. Have you ever done a cold plunge? Absolutely not.
1: I have my buddy Dan, who's one of my neighbors, he has one of those barrels yeah. in his backyard and he always is like, Hey, if you don't want to go in there and I'm like, only if we go in together. And he's like, That's not we can't fit two people. What if you spooned?
5: What if you spooned <laughs> yeah. really I tightly? Need,
1: I need your body heat, man. <laughs> but I've thought about it because I have so many people that swear by these things. Now they're saying it helps with their sleep, helps with inflammation, especially if you're doing a lot of physical stuff. Like it helps you recover from that. Also helps with like you know just anxiety and stress and and some people even say that it makes it, it tightens up your skin so that way you, it's almost like you, you stay younger looking. Oh. There's a lot of really good benefits of doing it. But the one negative part is the part that's keeping me from it, and that's sitting in a really freaking cold barrel of water. I don't even like, like it when cubes. someone
5: touches me with like a cold hand. Yeah, I don't like being cold at all.
1: I've taken cold showers, not when we did a hockey tournament in Spokane, like if your games were later in the night, the Eagles Ice Arena there, like they only have so much hot water. So by the end of the night, because it's just so many hockey games going on, so many long showers. Because everyone's crushing beers. It's shower beers. It's not like kids that take a shower or, or younger players when they just want to take a shower and get out. Like, we're, we're in there for the long haul. And eventually, like, by the end of the night, it's a cold shower. But you got to get clean. And you don't want to go to the bar smelling like hockey funk. Yeah. So you took it. And then I never felt better. Like, I hated it. The entire experience was awful. But when you're done, you feel more alert and awake. Like I understand, there's a benefit to it. I just don't want to do it.
5: I know you're trying to sell me on this, and no, uh, I'm trying to sell
1: myself too. <laughs> to and, do it again, and apparently, Stone Cold Steve Austin.
5: Well, he said he was going to do it for three minutes. The whole ordeal lasted a whopping 15 seconds. Here is the audio.
4: Ah, uh, ha 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 ha! Ah, damn it! <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Steve, coming to the Broken Skull Run. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Steve, coming to the Broken School Ranch. Uh, about to do my first cold plunge and renewed therapy. And uh, we're going three minutes here. Once you get on to 12 and five, four, three, two,
5: down we go. Ha ha, ha ha, ha, son of a bitch. Ha ha ha, ha ha ha. ha, ha. Oh, mother. Oh.
1: This mother- <laughs> uh. Yeah, so the entire time he's making all those sounds, he still hadn't gotten his all waist down. Like, he got his waist down in there, but he still hadn't gotten his shirt, you know, his chest and all that. And then when he finally went down there, he was just like, yeah, I'm out. I think
5: that's probably the worst part is when your bits touch the water. Yes. That's got to be the worst part.
1: Well, I know like just, I mean, it's not a cold plunge, but like in the summer we get the stupid little kiddie pool going in our backyard Mm -hmm. and like you can't warm up that water. The hose water? It's hose Mm. water. And I was just like, I'd be good up until the boys needed to take a dip in the pool and then you're just like, what am I doing here? This is awful.
5: There's a spa that I sometimes go to in Linwood and they have uh, all the different pools that have different temperatures. Yes. And there is a cold one. I got into my ankles once and I got out of there.
1: Yeah, because some people do the hot cold thing. Yes. And And to
5: your point, like you were saying earlier, all of these health benefits, you know, you're supposed to do it before you have, you know, different services and things like that to open up your poor. I have no idea, but I'm not interested in that.
1: I do love that eventually he ended up doing it. Like it bothered his his machismo so much. Like he was so bothered by that. Like he shared that, which I thought was awesome. Like he didn't have to share that. Like he could have just like not posted that video, but it was kind of funny hearing him struggle to try and do it. And eventually he went in and did do it. And it, he was able to do all three minutes, but the entire time, it's just the most colorful language. I highly recommend checking his Instagram page. All right, so po- poise the question: If if we could get our hands on one of these plunges, Ooh. could we all do it? I wonder. Oh,
5: would, I mean, would
1: you do it? If like, let's just say like, we—I don't even know where you go to do
5: these. I'm not like, kidding. I'm like shivering right now just even talking about this
1: because I even thought about one of those like those like what are those the like, cry Cairo what, what the things that like, they freeze you in like, cryo. Therapy, yeah. And I thought about doing one of those once when I was dealing with like my knee injury, and I was like, I don't know if I could be. I don't know. I I don't. I don't know if I could pull that off.
5: I mean, I know they they would like people with shin splints and stuff like that back in the day. You just soak your like your shins in in a cold plunge or a cold pool, I guess, ice bath. But my whole body, I think, I don't know. It sounds like my my heart would be struggling.
2: (laughs) The Daily MIG Show. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
5: This is The Daily Mig Show, and Rockaholics, we want to know if you have ever needed surgery for an epic reason. 206-803-ROCK, we are asking because Corey texted us earlier And we we loved his story so much over text that we knew we needed to get him on the phone. Corey, I I understand you're driving on 405. Be safe out there, brother.
4: Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I will.
1: so, Corey, earlier we were talking about this guy who had brain surgery and he was playing the guitar. He was fully alert and they're doing brain surgery while he's playing the guitar. And then we ended up talking about like somebody once was doing a violin or a Rubik's Cube. And we just started talking about all these crazy things that happen while people are getting brain surgery done to themselves. And you texted in. We were just about to go to a break so we didn't have time to talk to you. But you were like, yeah, I had brain surgery. And you started listing off all the crazy things that you were having to do while you were alert.
4: Yeah, Uh it- it's an interesting reason. And the reason they're doing it, obviously, and probably similar to the gentleman you were talking about is to figure out, you know, where they can, uh, you know, they kind of poke and prod to figure out where they can cut and where they can remove. So um, when I had mine, they had warned me ahead of time. They said, Hey, you're going to wake up, you know, we'll wake you up during this. You're going to go through some tests. So obviously they knocked me out, cut my head open, you know, took the skull out or whatever and started the brain surgery and then throughout the surgery they put my head in a brace and then actually uh yeah woke me back up and you know you're kind of semi-groggy obviously because you're coming out of anesthesia and whatnot but i mean i knew what was going on and so they were showing me if i remember correctly it was uh objects on a card which is like a black picture and Uh asking me to identify them they're basically poking my what i would equate to poking my brain with a stick uh you know and having me do that to see if i would have a reaction to it and again i'm my understanding, the intent of that was to make sure that, you know, if they poked part of my brain and all of a sudden I couldn't say what it was or I made a weird noise or something, you know, hey, that's a part of the brain we probably should leave alone.
1: I get so grumpy when my wife makes me up from a nap. I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> you are getting woken up while you're having people poking your brain. Do you feel them poking your brain while you're, while they're asking you those questions?
4: No, because you don't actually have nerves on your brain itself. So you don't feel anything. Uh, but to your point, I think the worst part of that was being woken up and then uh, having to realize that, oh, you're being put back to sleep, and by the way, we're going to continue cutting into you. You're not even done. Yeah. So most of the time when you wake up from a surgery, you're done.
5: So but, they wake you up, they they poke and prod and ask you all these questions, then they put you back under, and then you get woken up out of anesthesia a second time?
4: Correct, because they're checking, basically. And again, this is this was 15 years ago, so there's a neurologist out there listening. I'm sorry if I'm not 100% accurate, but essentially they're looking at where they can cut, so they're making their marks or, you know, making their diagram or whatnot so that when they put me back out that's when they're actually going to do the removal of the brain because I had a tumor so they had to remove actual brain along with the tumor oh and so they want to make sure when they're cutting into that and removing that that they're not going to damage my brain you know my speed centers my memory my recognition
5: so what kind of recovery was this uh on the other side of the surgery
4: honestly it took longer to recover from a root canal than it did that um I was out of the hospital in 36 hours
1: this is dumb but like, to ask you, uh, but like, no, you know, sometimes good. I've had certain things done, and I, later on you start feeling, like, oh, I feel great, and then all of a sudden, like, the anesthesia wears off, and you start, did your brain hurt after the fact, or? <laughs> uh,
4: no, that's a very, uh, or, uh, you know, very fair question. So initially, it wasn't that bad. Obviously, I woke up, I was kind of out of it, uh, and then you get back into it, cause not only is the anesthesia wearing off, but you're missing part of your brain now, and uh, but I was able to talk and whatnot, and so I had to. Um, they wouldn't let me go home until I was able to use the restroom on my own. Which, by the way, they didn't tell me they was putting a catheter in me either. So Ooh. that was a fun surprise.
1: Please, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man.
4: Uh, when I said, "Hey, I need to go to the bathroom," they said, "Okay, go." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" And they said, "No, you're fine to go." And I, you know, I did the out of the movies where you look down, pulled the dress up, and looked down, <laughs> and oh. <laughs> um, well, that was the uh, the recovery itself. I mean, I went home and was kind of fine. There was obviously. Uh, There was swelling and whatnot. Actually, about a week later was when it was probably the worst. That's when, you know, because your brain is essentially rewiring itself and learning what to do again. So there was a few instances there where I couldn't do things. Like, I just couldn't do something. Uh, I couldn't spell for a while. And then I went through these really crazy mood swings where there was one time where I was just pissed at everything. It didn't matter what it was. It was bad. And mind you, I was 17, so, like, one of my parents stayed home with me. There was another time where I was laughing at everything. Uh, probably, like, your buddy getting super stoned. Like, no matter what you said, I was laughing. And I still remember my dad having fun with it because he would like, you know, he was just, like, cracking jokes whatever he could to make me laugh. And I was just dying. So, it was a very interesting recovery process.
1: Corey, this whole thing is crazy, but I think the craziest <laughs> part is that you thought that there's a neurologist listening to our show that <laughs> would correct you with any. Fair
5: point. <laughs> All the neurologists are texting in right now.
1: Wow. So, uh, uh, we didn't ask. I I hope you're okay with me. I said, why did you have to have brain surgery in the first place?
4: Yeah, so I had had, uh, they're kind of hard to describe, but I had what we now know is like kind of little mini micro seizures, which I would equate to kind of, you know, like where you spaced out and kind of snap back into it. You're like, man, what just happened? Well, I would have those, but I couldn't snap back into it. And I'd actually went to the doctor about it, uh, and they basically just kind of wrote it off as like... i went in there after i almost cut my thumb off i had exploratory surgery like i didn't go there because i you know i had a boo-boo but they kind of wrote it off well i had a grand mal seizure in high school which is you know where i actually like fully passed out and my other epileptic people i'm sorry flopped like a fish type thing uh and i got to call him out uh my buddy dave who was there at the time i don't think this kid graduated high school but that kid saved my life because he knew that i was having a seizure while nobody else did wow out of my mouth. So, Dave, if you're listening, thanks, man.
5: Oh, that is terrifying.
1: Yeah, there's a better chance so of Dave listening than a
5: neurologist. So. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going by IQ, definitely, Mick.
0: <laughs> 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 so, uh, how but, are things... They- uh, yeah, so,
4: oh, they ambulanced me, and, um, you know, I woke up, I'll tell you, the like, scariest part, honestly, of the whole thing, probably, was I passed out, obviously, not knowing what was happening, and I woke up being strapped down to a journey being loaded in the back Jeez. of an ambulance. So, I had a few choice words for the, you know, the um, EMTs and medics because I had no idea what was going on. Uh, so that was definitely, I mean, that was pretty scary waking up and being strapped down and being wheeled into something.
5: So then you go, you go in and they find that you have this tumor and you had to have the tumor removed.
4: Yep. So they, uh, they did an MRI. The first doctor honestly was not very competent. Uh, I still remember sitting out with my parents and the guy, you know, he like, Hey, I have a tumor. And he goes, I'm a CNS, which is a, a uh, neurosurgeon but also a spine guy he goes I do mostly spine but you know I could I, I've done a few brain surgeries it's not exactly what you want to hear no so, yeah, we'll give god. it a whirl <laughs> yeah give it the best shot so thank god they uh referred me up to uh University of Washington which is one of the top I think with the time it was top 10 neurological hospitals in the country and Dr. cybergelt is up there is pretty world-renowned so uh, his confidence level was a lot different and just basically said, hey, just like your dad or mom goes and does their job or you go to school, my job is brain surgery, I can do this. So that and, was much more reassuring.
1: And how have you been since the surgery? Everything's good?
4: Yeah, I mean, good for the most part. Uh, sometimes it affected my short-term memory a little bit. Sometimes it's harder to remember things. And occasionally I'll forget somebody's name when I was really good. used to be really good at that. But outside of that, man, totally fine. Like, I'm grateful. And Thank I you know God. a few other people who have had them. I actually uh, – Another gentleman who lives in my neighborhood had surgery by the same guy. Uh, so we ended up figuring that out. It was kind of a small world. but uh, So it's kind of fun to talk to other people that they've been through. But, you know, a lot of us are lucky that we did have access to such good medical care. And, you know, other than that crazy experience, not a lot of uh, effect, side effects.
5: Do you guys call each other brain buddies?
4: Uh, brain tumor buddies. brain tumor buddies. <laughs>
1: Well, Corey, man, I'm I'm glad you're doing good, and thanks for sharing that story. That's just bonkers.
4: No, I appreciate you guys having me. It's fun to tell it. First time on the radio, long-time listener, so I appreciate being able to tell my story, and uh, thanks for what you guys do. It makes the three-hour drives like this a lot more enjoyable. That means a lot, man. Thank you.
5: Rock on, Corey. Oh, my gosh. 206-803-ROCK. I feel like my brain is itching just, like, hearing all this. The story was crazy, but watching you react to him telling the story (laughs) might have been my favorite part. My eyes were watering at one point. (laughs) The Daily Mix Show. 99.9 KISW. I'm not sure anyone can compete with Corey from Buckley's story about his brain surgery experience, but if you ever needed surgery for an epic reason, we want to hear that story. 206-803-ROCK.
1: We got a text message that said, I had to have dental surgery. I was dumb and young, which I feel like is the start to every great story. Mm-hmm. And my bud was a good high school baseball player. I told him I could duck quicker than his swing. We timed it wrong. I lost. I got my hand up, but I lost some teeth in the process. Ouch. Why would you think that's a good idea?
5: That just sounds like it's going to end poorly.
1: Like, Danny, you get a wood bat yeah. and <laughs> swing it as hard as you can. Oh. I'm going to duck. I got this. Another person says, I once got a stone stuck up my nostril. I was just trying to see if I could fit it up there. And well, I couldn't get it out, I Had to go. had to go to the hospital to have it removed.
5: Is, is that as a child or as an older person? <laughs> I'm picturing him you, in his I hope you were a that. kid. Have I you ever did, had to have something done? I did. I had knee surgery. I actually had two knee surgeries. The first one was to do the main repair. My kneecap would not stop dislocating. Okay. So, you, I mean, you maybe have seen this in, you know, the world of sports or wrestling. That stuff
1: gives me, like, the heebie-jeebies. Like, whenever I see someone having to pop their kneecap yep. back in, I'm like, I'm I'm good.
5: So, the first couple times it happened, I would go to the doctor. And this started when I was, like, 12 or 13. But the first few times, I'd go to the doctor and they'd reset my kneecap. But then I watched them do it so many times, I just started resetting it myself. I
1: can understand that. If eventually, you're gonna hit a point I'm where you're like, I'm, I'm, "I'm sick of having to go." When I, I I'm now as good of a doctor. I am as a you doctor are. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: So I I I had one really bad final injury when I was about twenty one. And
1: Do you know what you were doing? Oh, yeah. yeah, I
5: know exactly what I was doing. I was drinking wine. Okay. I was talking to my mom on my cell phone, mm-hmm. and I, I was just walking. I wasn't doing anything crazy. I was kind of pacing in a kitchen, and I turned, and when I turned, my knee blew out, and my mom on the other line hears glass breaking and me screaming, and then the phone went out.
1: That's something that every mom wants right? to hear on the other end of How far did they live from you?
5: I, well, I was in Pullman at this time, oh, and my parents geez. are six hours away in Stanwood, so and I called my sister cuz I'm, you know, she knows the history of my injuries and I said, "You got to come pick me up. This is not one I can reset myself. We got to go to the hospital." So she took me to the hospital and they reset it and the doctor asked, "How many times have you self-treated this injury?" And I was like,
1: "More than I 30 can count."
5: Really? Probably. And the doctor was like, "Well, you need surgery yesterday." So you got got to go in and do it.
1: So did you need surgery because you kept doing it and you were causing more and more damage to the knee?
5: It just kept getting looser and looser and looser and looser. And so they had to do what's called a tibial osteotomy where they basically realign your kneecap. And I Googled... Tibial osteotomy and it translates to bone cutting. So I knew they were going to be cutting out my Uh, patellar, like where the patellar tendon attaches to your tibia on your lower leg, right? And basically realigning it, screwing it down. That sounds like
1: the biggest tongue twister ever. That you're just saying tibial, tibial
5: osteotomy, (laughs) and uh, and it was a long surgery. Had to stay overnight. You know, I I, the recovery was awful. Lots of physical therapy, and then one day I ended up getting the um, uh, hardware taken back out of my knee because the hardware was starting to bother my knee. Really? Yeah, that's awful. But you know what? I've never knock on wood. I have not had a, a dislocation since then. Not even a subluxation.
1: If, I don't even know what word you just said right there. But <laughs> if, if you ever did get another dislocation, would you dare try and relocate? Like, oh, I don't Relocate think so. it. That's not the right to reset it.
5: I mean, since the knee's already been worked on, I, I don't know. Probably not. I'd probably just call in the the the, the professionals. Yeah. Oy. Yeah, it was not a good time at all. We got a call. Oh, uh, we've got Dawn, Dawn in Hoodsport. Hi. What was your crazy surgery, Don? Um, when I was 16 years old, I was
0: babysitting an eight year old, and he slammed a glass against a glass I was holding, and he severed my finger, and I had to have a tendon reattached. Oh, my God. But later, when he was 19 years old, he killed several people. <gasps> Excuse me? What? Yeah, I don't he was a serial killer.
1: What? No. Oh. So, do you think when yeah. he when he cut your finger, do you think that was intentional? Like the writing was on the wall?
0: Oh, it was definitely intentional.
1: Whoa! Oh my yeah.
0: God! Yeah. Can I just ask what? Where was this? It was in Omaha, Nebraska.
1: Wow. Omaha, Nebraska. So, uh, so obviously, you probably lost touch with this kid after a while, and then you find out the news that this person became a serial killer. Where you're like, that's the same yeah, kid.
0: Same kid. My mom was really good friends with his mom. That's why I babysat him. And now you have the scar to prove it. I do.
1: My God. They, they, they eventually caught him, I'd imagine.
0: They, th- he actually confessed. Him and another kid killed like three girls, teenage girls in Nebraska in the 90s. And he confessed. And then when they put him in jail, he actually, after he confessed, he hung himself. Oh, my wow. God. And so the, the other guy got off.
5: <sighs> that, blo- because, that is you insanity. That is insanity.
1: Yeah, I wasn't yeah, expecting a like call a like this complaint. when we were talking about surgeries and all of a sudden it leads to somebody who turned out to be a serial killer in your life. Don, that that is nuts.
5: Yeah, it was pretty it's a pretty good story. Okay, so question now. How is your hand? Um, well I I was
0: a teenager, so I didn't do physical therapy like yep. I was supposed to. Oh. So it's crooked and I don't have the strength in that one, but other than that it, it heals.
5: Well I'm happy to hear that, Don.
1: Well done. Oh, thank thanks, you. thanks for the story. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
5: How would you like to beat Steve Rockaholics? I don't know where to go from that.
1: I, wasn't thinking <laughs> that. I did not think that I was going to connect to that part of the story. Like, oh, and then he turned out to be a serial killer.
2: The Daily Ming Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.